giant voice. The official podcast of the United States Navy's largest overseas installation, Commander Fleet Activities, Yokosuka. All the information you need to succeed as a forward deployed sailor in Japan. Each week, we tackle one topic and speak to experts who can answer some of your most frequently asked questions. This is the Giant Voice Podcast. So, welcome everybody again to another episode of uh, the Giant Voice Podcast. Uh, I'm Dave Flewellen, uh, been your host a few times so far. Uh, today we have Mr. Randall Balcom, who is the uh, public affairs officer for uh, uh, Fleet Activities Yokosuka here. And he is going to be talking to Captain Les Sobel, Commander Fleet Activities Yokosuka, our leader here, and uh, egg salad sandwich connoisseur himself. So why don't you gentlemen take it away? Well, sir, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us here today. The Giant Voice uh, podcast is uh, is a project we've been working on for a while now, and uh, really looking forward to uh, hearing what you had to say for it to the community today. Well, listen, I, I look forward to the opportunity here to be on the uh, the Giant Voice podcast. I'm a big fan of, of everything you do, uh, and I really appreciate uh, just one more avenue of communicating with, with everyone here at CFA. All right. So since taking command here in July, tell us a little bit about what you've seen and what you're honing in on uh, in the 2023. All right. Well, you know, let me just start by saying that I've seen some things that I've, I've never seen before on board a base. Uh, I've been to places that, you know, the normal public don't normally have an opportunity to go to. Uh, spend some time at the brig, and you'd be like, "Wow, Captain Soul, you spent some time at the brig. Tell me what that was like." It, and it was amazing. It was probably the the best run operation I've seen on the base, and I'm I'm super happy it's well run, and the people there were just so professional, and they were just locked into everything. Uh, I'm also glad that uh, most people on the base they're never going to get a chance to see it. Right. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Certainly. So. So. We're coming out of COVID, and uh, how do you see uh, us moving on in the remainder of this year? Well, you know, coming out of COVID, it's it's just uh, it's one thing that you know I hear a lot. It's like every time something isn't quite right, or we call it NKR, not quite right. Uh, folks say, "Well, you know, it's because COVID." Well, you know, why don't we have this service, or why aren't we providing this for the community? You know, Cam, we used to do that, but but COVID. And, you know, so our challenge is to, to accelerate through every time we hear the phrase, well, you know, we used to do it like that, it used to be really good, but, you know, COVID. So, you know, having said that, we're, we're taking a look uh, and a hard look at everything that we're doing, uh, you know, to, to give a fair assessment. I, I think that the base is doing a, a, a good job at, at taking care of families and there's, there's room for improvement and, and, and boy, we're, we're looking for all the feedback we could get to help us be successful there. But one part that I've saw and I've, I've observed is that, you know, we got to do a better job with single sailors. We really got to, you know, put our best foot forward 
and, and really kind of up the offerings and, and kind of up our game a little bit. And especially because we we get the chance to say, uh, co- uh, not it's not because of COVID. I look forward to that. I know there's a lot of sailors out there that have had a lot of concerns. We do have been very family focused in the past so uh having more programs for our single sailors and making things more available that's going to be a good thing well and, and don't get me wrong right it's, it's not going to be at at the expense of families like that what we're doing there is good and 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 trust me there's room for improvement there too but what i see is i think there's a bigger deficit for the single sailors and and i'm, I'm putting a little bit more effort and, and energy and focus on on upping those offerings so, yeah, I guess you, what you're saying is like, hey, because of COVID is not an excuse anymore for doing something differently than maybe we had done in the past. Or or I would say for not doing something that we had done in the past right. that people really liked. Like, hey, do you remember when we used to do this? And everybody's like, oh, that was great. And like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. Why not? Well, you know, COVID. Right, right. All right. Um, so I, I know within CFA, we've been working hard on addressing sailor pay. Um, oh my gosh! You, you, you're talking about one of the one of the favorite things I like to talk about. I love to talk about sailor pay, and more importantly, I love to talk about fixing sailor pay. Well, that's that's something that definitely needs to happen. Yeah. So you know, just um, you know, for us internally, whenever we get a report of a sailor saying, "Hey, listen, uh, sir, I, I haven't been paid correctly," the first thing that we do is is we we get all the information that we can get. And then I, I reach out to my administrative officer, uh, Warren Officer Chavez, and I, I just say, hey, let, let's get all the information and, and then let's make this public. So what we do is we, we take a, a complete listing and we get the, you know, we get the five W's, the who, what, where, when, and why. And we, we post it right up uh, on, on the monitors in our main building to where every sailor that comes into the, the headquarters could look up on those monitors, see their initials and, and a synopsis of the pay problem as we understand it, and then the status uh, of, of where it's at and, and when we think it's going to be resolved. And you know that helps us hold one another accountable because it's one thing when you, you talk about, yeah, I'm aware that a sailor has a pay problem. It's something else when you have every monitor in your headquarters building when you walk into the, uh, you know, the, the entry passageway that's lit up and it's scrolling with sailors' pay problems. Uh, we're, we're not hiding any of it. As a matter of fact, we think that the more visible we could make it and the more public we could make it, it, it uh, provides that type of, of pressure to hold one another accountable and it keeps it clear in our minds, you know, what we need to do. And it's, it's very important. Like I could tell people all the stories, in, in, you know, I could think of about how great I want things to be or how I want folks to achieve. But if we're not paying them, all those stories are going to fall flat. Like I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have their interest or they might be like, yeah, Hey captain, that was a really cool story, but can you pay me? Uh, it's, I just read a thing recently where it was like, oh, people quit jobs because like they don't feel appreciated or anything. And then the first comment is like, no, it's because of money. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, like it is people. Yeah, it's the most important thing. Right? Well, and it's, it's, it's a weird thing, right? Because uh, I came into the Navy and I didn't have two nickels to rub together. Right. And I just wanted to get some money uh, for, for education and for college. And I was only going to be here for a couple of years. And then I was going to go out and get out and do my thing. And, you know, what happened was I, I found a community and I found a purpose 
and I found a way of life that that really you know uh, struck a chord with me, and and that's a really cool thing. But for these for these young sailors that are that are here and, and they're doing it, for me to uphold my end of the bargain and, and to kind of look at myself in the mirror and, and like who I see when I'm looking back at that person, at team bare minimum, we we got to get their pay right. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, good. I think a lot of people will uh, will be very happy with that answer. Uh, I know I would if I was if I was still a junior sailor. Certainly. Well, I, I could tell you right. So we're working it, and it's it's not falling on deaf ears. And you know, I'm I'm really blessed to have uh, an admin officer like Warren Officer Chavez. The guy used to run a pay center, so he, he can go over and 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 he knows where all the levers are, and, and he can help. It, there's it's there's definitely a, a throughput problem uh, with with what we're doing. Uh, but we're not making any excuses. And I'll tell you right now, you won't hear any of us look at any of our sailors and tell them the reason why they're not getting paid is because of COVID. Well. <laughs> uh, bringing, it, bringing it back around. <laughs> bringing it around. <laughs> getting, getting real, getting better. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we're, we're looking like we got a we got a busy new year coming on. Uh, lots of things going on. We got a uh, couple, couple of ships coming in. Um, we got uh, a major big open base event also happening in March. And of course, we're having a lot of training exercises, sir. So could you take a, little, a moment and just kind of tell us about some of those things? You know, when, when you come in here and, and you take a look at what's going on in the new year, it, it's a lot like, you know, running and jumping on top of a, uh, a runaway train as it's moving, you know, and you're just trying to hang on for dear life. And you're trying to figure out how to, you know, get a good grip and then improve your position as as we move forward through it. Uh, the holiday seasons, um, you know, when you when you look at it, right? We went from we went from October through Halloween to uh, Thanksgiving, and then through all the Christmas festivities, we'll we'll, we'll ring in the new year, and, and then it's, you know, we're on the training cycle. We're we're looking at uh, our security forces. Uh, our teams getting absolutely certified and, and checked out, um, you know, because COVID is is ended. Uh, all the folks that have put off all of their their certification visits to uh, to Japan and to Yokosuka, they're traveling again, and they can't wait to come back out. So we're going to get a really good look, and you know, because someone's going to look really hard, uh, we got to be ready. Because you know, if you ever ask me. You know, hey, Captain Soul, can you find something wrong with that? I say, yeah, hey, how hard do you want me to look? Because if I look hard enough, I'll find something wrong. And, and that's kind of what's going to happen is this is like an open challenge to, to our certification authorities is they haven't been here for a while. So because they haven't been here for a while, they're going to come out and, and they're going to give us a really good hard look. So it's, it's, it's on us. Yeah, it's on us to make sure that that we don't make it easy on them to find a whole bunch of stuff wrong. As a matter of fact, we don't want them to find anything wrong. We want them to find, you know, our folks are, are training and and they're working really hard and they're doing their best. And uh, if, if, if we uphold our end of the bargain, uh, everything is going to turn out all right. But bottom line is there, there's going to be a lot of stuff, right? Because we have training events. We have to take care of the community. You know, there are, there are needs that are being pushed, you know, all the way up to the top. And, and we got to figure out how to sort through that and, and prioritize it as best we can, all while maintaining, you know, really good relations uh, w- with our host nation of Japan, right? Because they're really good partners. And that's that's kind of the part that can't get lost in the sauce is that we are really here 
to make sure that this alliance is super strong because, you know, the world needs it. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, looking ahead, we have Spring Fest. Yes, you know, Spring Fest, it's, it, it's an open base event. It's an open base event. We, we partner with the city of Yokosuka. And by the way, they're, they're tremendous partners. Oh, yeah. Like everything we do, every success we have, they're a part of it. And, and that's really what it, it means to be part of a team. So the city of Yokosuka and, and the Bay Cife, we, we partner together and we put on just a, a world-class open base event. We open up our, our ships. We open up the base. And, and we give tours and we just embrace the community. Uh, we did it in, in, in September and it, it was really, it was tremendous. I don't, I don't want to talk numbers. Uh, I don't want to sound like, like anybody, you know, like in politics or anything, but it was big. It was I really will, big. I will. I saw the numbers. I saw, uh, what did we, we estimated 50,000, uh, and that's not including all the people who, who waited and, and unfortunately couldn't get on. I, I that was way over the over under that I had. I, yeah, I and we're that. already trying to get ahead of, uh, the, the guests that we're expecting for Spring Fest by working with the city to figure out uh, our the best way to get uh, get the Japanese visitors uh, access to the installation. You know, and, and that's that's part of it too, right? It's it's being a, a good neighbor, uh, a good member of the community, and, and making sure that we we take care of our, our partners out in town. Yeah. Um. Wow, we got a lot of construction planned too. For the starting of new projects, um, we refer to it as FAPK. A um, lot of, uh, you know, community center at Akego, looking at uh, unaccompanied housing construction projects starting. Um, can you relay any of uh, that impact on the community, what that may look like? You know, what the biggest thing that we could really do is just communicate to folks that we're looking to, you know, improve infrastructure. And, you know, out in Ikego, we're, we're looking at, you know, we're still renovating townhomes. Uh, we're on plan in, in the next few years to deliver a new commissary there, uh, new MWR sports facilities there. So we're really kind of, you know, looking out and looking forward to taking care of that community and, and giving them, giving them new stuff and, and giving them things to be proud of. Uh, we continue to to engage uh, with our community in Akego. I mean, and, and you guys know this, right? So uh, I open up here on the main base in order to get community feedback. Um, you know, twice a month, I open up my office uh, for, for just feedback. And we call it breaking the ice because, you know, the people put in the ice comments to uh, – you know, to get to get uh, leadership attention on issues that they believe that you know uh, warrant attention. So as they do that, uh, a lot of times folks will think uh, that some of their concerns are going unaddressed. So in order to uh, you know to to put those fears to rest, we open up the office and we'll discuss anything. So uh, I'll give up my lunchtime. I strategically take lunchtime because you know if I'm taking lunch, you know odds are someone else is taking lunch too. And it'll give them an opportunity if they're on the main base to, to swing by and talk about it. And, you know, that, that's been, it's been going fairly well. Uh, out in Ikego, uh, we go out for, for coffee there. And, we, you know, uh, my, my public affairs department is coined it as Cup of Joe with the CO. I like that. <laughs> and it, it, it tell you, it's, it's working. Uh, and, you know, the, the biggest thing is we, we show up there 
and and the spouses in the community they show up and they have a prioritized list of things that they would like to discuss. And I'm telling you, Akego is really organized. Like they show up with with what they want to do and what they'd like to see fixed. And and even sometimes they have like a marketing campaign, which I you know at first I was like, well, all right, okay, Akego, I see you. You know, hey, Captain, uh, there's a crosswalk that's not lit quite correctly. Um, we started calling it the crosswalk of death. And I was like, oh, my. We cannot have a crosswalk of death yeah, on, we, on anything. Yeah, colloquially, nothing yeah. can be the crosswalk of death. <laughs> no, but, but they, they, you know, they, they brought it up. And, I, you know, of course, I turn around and I, I look at my security officer and I look at my lawyer and I look at all the other folks that are there to help me. I'm like, all right, we're going to take action on this like right now. Your lawyer probably broke out in a flop sweat. <laughs> oh, no. She was like, hey, sir, listen, we, we could get action on this like right now. I'm like, you bet we're going to get action on this right now. Uh, but so, th- you know, they're, they're very organized and, and very forward-leaning with their ideas or their thoughts. And, I mean, even one, they, they told us that they wanted a spin instructor to teach five zero five thirty in the morning. They wanted a, a spin class. And I was like, okay, well, we, we could look and get you an instructor. And they were like, well, no, we would like to request the instructor. And I was like, okay, well, all right. All right well, we got to look to get one. So tell me what you would like. And they were like, well, we'd like him to be 27 years old and prior army – and we would like him to be like, you know, chiseled and, you know, kind of thin, maybe around, just maybe a little under six feet tall. Hey, good for you, Ikego. <laughs> no, like they really know what they want. And then, and then the one, the one, uh, the one His spouse. His name's Dustin and he works over there. Nah, she, she drew a picture. She drew a picture of him. And she said, he, he needs to look kind of like this, Cap. And I was like, where'd you get that picture? And she said, in my dreams. <laughs> So, I mean, oh, let, let me tell you, like, when, when folks are that specific, they really help you help them. They and know what they want. They know what they want. And you know what? Who doesn't appreciate somebody that knows what they want? It's it's true. Well, I think this last time with Cup of Joe for a CEO, they were talking about judo. Yeah. No, they, they, they wanted judo mats. And uh, listen, I don't want to stand in between anybody and their judo dreams coming true. Yeah. But I mean, listen, and this is this is kind of what it comes back to is if if there's a service or there's something that we could provide that community, if they communicate that to us, we're going to take action on it. So you know, they wanted judo mats, and they came to me, the the spouses there, and they said, we have a judo instructor that teaches judo on the main base. He said the only obstacle to teaching judo on a kego is judo no mats. judo mats. So I looked there, like, hey. Judo mats. Let's let's make this happen. Like, if if that's what this community wants, and and we want what they want, let's let's help them. So a lot of times, that's really what it comes down to. And you know, really, when you look at it, it's it's about kind of breaking through trust deficits. I don't know how things kind of devolved, but you know, what I've observed is uh, a lot of times folks just want to you know, talk on social media or, or tweet things out and think that that's the way to get things done. And, you know, a lot of times if, if you send a tweet out or you post something on social media, you know, it might make you feel good, but, you know, you, you're not certain it's going to get to the right folks or you're not certain actions are going to get taken. You know, I'm, I'm here to tell you and, and kind of reinforce or, or foot stomp that if, if you come and you engage with leadership, they want to help you. You know, this is something when when I spoke to Admiral Lottie um, a couple weeks ago, 
um, he, he said the same thing when we were talking about Sofa was just like, you know, if you want answers, the the other person on social media who also do, is in the same position as you is probably not the person you want to reach out to. It's better just to go to the source and and to ask. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's certainly helpful. Right. But, you know, so the things that the other, that, you know, a lot of times folks don't have an opportunity to see is. You'll take the information back, and then you want to be a good steward of that information. So you're going to engage with experts. So I'm going to go back, and I'm going to take a look at something. And it's not like I'm, you know, him and her hon, or you know, throwing a dart at a dartboard. You know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to talk to experts in in the area that that the request is in, and then I'm going to go back. I'm going to talk to my lawyer, and I'm going to make sure that it's it's legal, and, and we're going to move forward, and we're going to try to be very deliberate about it. But more importantly, we're going to try to do it in a smooth and elegant manner. I mean, functional and jagged works, but, you know, if, if you're in a pinch, but if, if we have a choice, I would like things to be smooth and elegant. All right, sir. So uh, 2023, man, that year went fast, didn't it? Sure did. A lot faster than COVID. Yeah. 2120, that's for yeah. sure. Hey, uh, so what are your goals and objectives looking, looking forward for the installation in the coming year? Oh my, my goals and objectives. Well, you know, first of all, you know, my goal and objective is is to do is to do a, a, my my level best to take care of this community. And and in order to do that, one we we have to communicate relentlessly and and we have to communicate effectively. And that's just two-way communication. That's that's, you know, letting folks know what's going on and and, and allowing people to to know what to expect and then, you know, listening uh, for understanding when we receive feedback for the community and, and what we can do. And, you know, I want to provide access uh, to folks. I want to have meaningful conversations. And then I want to turn those conversations and that access that we provide into action. And, you know, and that's that's really kind of be, you know, one of the the main ways that I want to bridge some of these, these trust deficits that we're seeing. You know, I don't want folks reaching out to to community activists or somebody else online because they think that that's their only way to to get something solved. Uh, because you know, to be honest, that's that's not really an effective way to get it solved. Uh, kind of like we discussed earlier when when Admiral Lottie was on here, right? You you just talk to the guy in charge. I'm giving you access. You know, I'm, I'm making myself available. But you know, in order to to make all that come to fruition, folks got to trust you. And I know sometimes that's a big ask because, you know, these folks just met me. They don't know if they trust me or they don't. And, and that's, it's, probably, it's probably valid. So over time, uh, by providing access and, and communicating and showing action, um, I'm hoping to build some trust. And, and that's really my aim. And, and the more trust we could build, I think the more successful that will be. It'll, it'll, it'll gain momentum and it'll kind of take a life of its own. One of the other things that uh, we've seen it on the marquee, and uh, we've talked about it a lot, Priority one and priority three, teamwork and ship shape. You want to talk about those programs? Well, listen, you know, you know teamwork is, is, is everything. So when, when you have a, just a group of people, you know, working, and if, if they're only, you know, uh, thinking about their own uh, agenda or if they're only thinking about their own lane, well, they, they could have some, some modicum of success. They, they could be successful in what they're doing individually. But here's the things that won't happen, right? They won't be backing one another up. They won't be picking one another up when they're down. They, you know, they, they may or may not be, be celebrating one another's wins, right? 
because I, I think it's really important to uh, to build that type of of reinforcement into everything that you do. It needs to be baked in, and a lot of that's trust, kind of what we talked about. But really, if if I have folks that are backing one another up and trying their best, I'm telling you, no matter what happens, we're going to be all right because we're doing it the right way. And I really believe there are two ways to do things, the right way and again. So I'm trying really hard to make sure that we're not picking in again. We just want to do it the right way. And, and then the ship shape, you know, I was so glad Admiral Paparo came out with that fleet order because what it really did was, you know, kind of like we talked about when people say, well, you know, because of COVID, you know, when you try to make um, suggestions to have, uh, to have our available workforce tackle problems, folks who say, oh, no, 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 contractors got to do that. Cap, you, you can't use sailors to do that because, you know, you got to get a contractor to do that. And it's like, no, absolutely not. Like, we're in charge of this base and its, its appearance and the professional image that it projects, that's on all of us. And we just can't walk by that and, and shrug our shoulders and say that that's on some contractor to take care of or it, it, it's on some, you know, some civilian worker. I mean, listen, God bless our contractors and our civilian workers. I think, they do, I, do, I think they do fantastic work. I think they do. But you know what? This is a big base. This is the largest Oconus installation the Navy has. It takes everybody. And a lot of times, you know, when we notice things that are NKR, not quite right, we're, we're going to leverage everybody we got to make it right. And, and you know, ShipShape really kind of opened a door for that. And it helped, it really did help me kind of slam the door on the, on the excuses about why you can't get stuff done. You know, so it was, I, I thought it was very helpful and I really appreciated it. Yeah, another thing that came up in the town hall third quarter was uh, unaccompanied housing. And I know that uh, the command's done quite a bit to try to improve uh, the conditions in the unaccompanied housing areas. Can you expand on that? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, unaccompanied housing, this is what we get back to when we talk about single sailors, right? We have, we have folks that, that live on this base and, and they don't have any other options. So when they go back to their barracks room, that's their home. And, you know, it, it's incumbent on us to make sure that that home is, is as professional looking as possible. And if it's not, I want to know about it because I tell you right now, I'll break what I'm doing and I'll go right down there to look at it and I'll make sure that resources are, are you know, diverted and, and we, we get these rooms fixed. But, but right now I've, I've been through all these rooms and, and they're all sat. And then I'm telling you right now, with uh, the acting uh, N9 department head that I have in there, uh, Lieutenant Commander Beaner, if he thinks something isn't right, he's coming straight to me, and we're going to go together with the Master Chief, and we're going to make sure it gets fixed immediately because we're not playing any games with it. So we had uh, we had um, uh, Esteban Abreu on uh, uh, the last episode. Esteban's amazing, by He's the way. He's awesome, cool dude. Also, also from New York Metro, so that was cool. Um, but uh, he gave us a lot of feedback about UH and like what they were doing to rectify the situation. Yeah. And and I have to say, like, if I was a junior guy in that situation, like that, the I feel like the answers and and how it was addressed by the command I, I mean i feel like i would be i would be pretty satisfied um in comparison to some of the stories you hear out there i i feel like it was addressed quickly and and yeah the concerns were taken real and it was it was rectified yeah yeah well i mean you know a lot of times it just it, it comes down to 
you know, somebody trusting leadership enough to let them know that that they have a problem or something just isn't quite right. Right. Uh, I was at a town hall meeting. We were at a town hall meeting yesterday, and we had a uh, member of the community come up and say, uh, there's a stop sign missing on this one street. And, uh, you know, the, the, way, the way the question was asked, it was almost as if the guy asking the question uh, was unsure about what we were going to say. Right. Like, we were like, please let us know where it's at. We'll replace that stop sign immediately. Immediately, right. Like, and, and he's like, oh, by the way, you know, some, some of these streets need to be restriped. Please tell us where. We, you know, we got $2.7 million set aside where we're restriping our, our streets and our parking lots, and we'll prioritize whatever you think is a safety issue. Please let us know. We're working from our list, but if you have a list that, that maybe has a different priority than we have, please share it with us. We'll, we'll take that information in, and, and we'll act accordingly. You know, the last thing we want to do is have someone with a concern. We'll address it. Reminds me of a list. Uh, last town hall, we had a list of uh, dollars that could be made available for MWR improvements. You want to talk about that a bit? Well, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you, you go through uh, base improvement plans and projects, uh, money gets set aside and it gets earmarked for projects. Well, some of those money, uh, some of the funding that was set aside, it, it wasn't executed on. So right now I have a list of projects and I have funding set aside. So what we did was we, we posted uh, the list of the projects that had funding set aside for execution. And we, we asked the community for, you know, for their preference in, in priority uh, for which projects they wanted us to tackle first. And, and I think that's just a smart way to, to go about it. Like, you know, a lot of it, it all needs to be done, but, you know, we could certainly, you know, uh, canvas the community for the order they would like it done in. And, and I think that that's fair. And, and I think it's actually helpful. Okay, sir. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Is there anything you want to leave with the community as we start 2023 here at CFA? You know, trust one another. Uh communicate and really just just look out and, and back one another up and if, if something doesn't look quite right let us know we'll take action on it the giant voice podcast is a production of commander fleet activities ecosco public affairs office the views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the policy of the department of the navy or department of defense thanks for listening